Tēnei mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you, and it is lovely to be with you this Monday. Today, whilst the vast majority of people have had power restored, some haven't. 2,900 households remain without power as of this afternoon. That's what Minister Chris Hipkins, sorry, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins said. Imagine going 10 days plus without power. That just after four. And if you are still without power, do get in touch with me, 2101. A post-cyclone crime spree has been reported on how to sort fact from fiction. Our guest after four has studied instances of looting uh, that occurs post-disaster internationally. Also today, what happens when you're in debt to the government and you just cannot pay it back? That's the case with over 450,000 New Zealanders who struggle with MSD debt should it be wiped. Also, Consumer NZ has today lodged a Cook Straight Ferries complaint with the Commerce Commission, that on the show. And also this afternoon, I just want to acknowledge at the end of the show two people, former MP and Justice Advocate Chester Burrows, who died today, and New Zealand photographer and icon Arns Westra, who died yesterday evening. Also, Monday, what does that mean? That means the song whisperer, we give you the lyrics, you give us the song. The lyrics today are, it is the night, my body's weak, I'm on the run, no time to sleep. What's the song? Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Now, by the way, thunderstorms are detected near Auckland, Orewa, Albany, Inahauraki Gulf and Whangaparoa. Expected to hit uh, from about now, actually. And from 9am Monday through to 3am tomorrow, the Coromandel Peninsula expected to have periods of heavy rain with thunderstorms and Gisborne from Tolaga Bay northwards, heavy rain warning there. Uh, through to 4am Tuesday. We will keep you up to date on all that right here on RNZ. With me this afternoon, Anna Dean, brand strategist, joins me live in studio. Anna, kia ora. Lovely to have you here. Kia ora, Wallace. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, and it looks like you're still coming down from Splore. That's right. I've just been partying in the Coromandel for, for four days. Feeling a little bit sleepy, but four very day, happy to be here. Four days partying. <laughs> well, you know, it's a it's a big outdoor festival. I haven't done that in thirty years. Ooh, was yes. it good? Oh, it was amazing. Do you need a shower? I've had a shower and I washed my Not- hair. Yeah, so I'm feeling I'm feeling much more refreshed. Yeah, good on than you. I have for a few days, but um, lots of rain, lots of yeah. rain, and really feeling for those people who are now doing the pack up. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, we'll discuss uh, that later on uh, in your I've been thinking and Guy Williams, but late as usual. He's coming to join us hopefully very very soon. But to this, among other things, crime rates have been under the spotlight in the wake of Cyclone Gabrielle, and we will be discussing looting at quarter past four with an internationally recognised expert in the field. For now, though, Federated Farmers CEO Terry Copeland has called on the government to deploy the army to deter crime in rural areas. He says after meeting with many people in Hawke's Bay, this is the thing to do. People are gravely concerned for their safety with us, is Terry Copeland. Welcome, Terry. Kia ora, Wallace. Thanks for having me. Kia ora. So, Terry, tell me what people are saying to you in Hawke's Bay about this issue? So these are vulnerable people that have either lost their homes or their farms or their businesses 
who are just feeling a bit overwhelmed and not seeing enough to be done to set aside that they're that prevention of looting is actually happening. And this is not a criticism of the police. The police are actually doing a great job, but they simply can't be deployed across all those affected small communities. And bringing the army in would make a big difference to their peace of mind. And also, it would be a big deterrent to those people who are considering going into places they really shouldn't be going to. Yeah, fair enough there too. I'm just wondering, is it the fear of looting? As you say, these are vulnerable people. They have been through so much. Is it the fear of uh, uh, security or do you know that things have happened? Oh, no, there's definitely things that have happened as well. There are definitely uh, instances where... Uh, local re- lo- local areas have been trying to be vigilant themselves to stop uh, non-resident cars going into areas up valleys that they shouldn't be going to, who are clearly looking at sto- either scoping out something to rob or to do something they shouldn't be doing. And so, you know, it, it is uh, a genuine fear of seeing people who shouldn't be where they're, where they're going. But also, just in general, if you think of when... Uh, after the Christchurch earthquakes, and we lost our house in the Christchurch earthquakes, so I'm very familiar with that event. The army were fantastic of just being on the ground. It made you feel like uh, that uh, there was a semblance of water. And with this event, just in the Hawke's Bay alone, being so spread out, there's no way you can have borders or curfews, and we're not calling for that at all. What we're wanting is a bit more presence so that it'll deter stuff that's already going on and prevent people who are thinking of going into these areas to keep out. Oh, I understand. All right, so more of a presence in these more rural areas. Anna, Dean, comments or thoughts on that? Yeah. It's... I mean, you, you're in a fairly, uh, fairly rural area yourself. You, I guess you could appreciate how, if you are in a very vulnerable situation, there is that sense of, you know, not knowing uh, about security or that type Absolutely. of thing? Absolutely. I mean, people in rural areas are actually quite used to living without streetlights and in the dark and things like that. And I can imagine, yeah, if you're if you're worried about, you know, your tractor or your, you know, machinery, it's incredibly expensive. And um, I mean, I wonder, Terry, if, if you think some of this stuff is, is kind of disaster tourism or people just going to have a good old sticky beak, do you think? Or it's feeling yeah, more... Yeah, it could be. It could be some of that, but I think if you look at um, you know, the, the, the amount of gang-related activity in the Hawke's Bay already, and we know that um, uh, organised crime has gone into the likes of Tairafiti that weren't there in the first place, so links outside of the regions, there's a real concern that um, uh, outside people are coming in, and they're definitely up to no good. Yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna come back to this, Terry, in terms of an expert sorting out, you know, um, uh, some of the issues here, fact from fiction. Because I'm just I'm wondering, uh, Terry, it really is a very. I understand your issue about presence, but that is a big step. Uh, asking the army to come in, you've acknowledged the police are doing an awesome and much appreciated job, but having the army, it's that's a huge step. Well, I don't think it is really. I think you know we've we've got an army for a reason. We're already paying them to do their jobs to be to be army people. Let's get, bring them onto location where they can be helpful. Also, from a logistics point of view, we know that actually getting products across rivers and products to cut off communities can only be assisted by the likes of uh, more military personnel who we've already got on the ground coming in uh, on the east coast anyway. 
uh, putting them on patrol as well is, is only a slight extension of, of the fact that they're there. Um, we're not telling them that they're going to be arresting people. It's simply a deterrent to try and make sure yeah. the law and order is actually maintained. Now, Terry, an, a, another thing, I, I want to bring the, the, the stuff. The Prime Minister has launched uh, just this afternoon, uh, has announced a Cyclone Gabrielle appeal fund to raise money for communities affected by Cyclone Gabrielle and uh, you know, looking at some of the uh, farms, lands, orchards, really devastated, actually beyond belief. Um, what are you hoping for with regards further assistance in this capacity? Yeah, so we know that access is one of the biggest issues. So there's a huge amount of road damage, bridges out, uh, and that's just you know the public side of things. When you get to farm level, you, you've got uh, whole parts of farms cut off from the front half of the farm. Uh, you, you've got culverts blown out. You've got animals that are stuck. Uh, so I think having a fund that's able to fix various kinds of infrastructure is going to make a massive difference because we know it's not cheap. Nice to have you on, Terry. That's uh, Terry Copeland there, Federated Farmers CEO. Uh, and uh, about a quarter past four, we talked to a guest who has written a fascinating study, uh, sorry, uh, a piece. Uh, he studied looting in disaster zones globally. Uh, he wrote it in Psychology Today, and uh, he said there is a commonality when you look at how uh, looting stories are reported around uh, the world. So his name is Dr. Robert Bartholomew. He's a senior lecturer in the Department of Psychological Medicine at uh, the University of Auckland there. Uh, keep that coming. Regards uh, the song Whisperer. Uh, we give you the lyrics and you give us the song. It is the night my body's weak. I'm on the run. No time to sleep. What's the lyric? What's the song? What do you think? Uh, it is five to four. You are on the panel RNZ National waiting on Guy Williams, who's the other half of our panel. But we have Anna Dean live and in studio. I want to hear more about Splore. What 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 was it like? What was it like? What was it like? I four mean... days of constant partying. <laughs> I, Unreal. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's an incredible little microcosm. It's like a city. I hadn't been for four years, and I was so amazed how everybody was so dressed up. These days, everybody's walking around like a Christmas tree. They're covered in LED lights. They're in kind of teams almost. It felt like some of the people were, it was like being at the sevens almost. Yeah, but, I, saw a, I saw a picture of a, uh, a former colleague, Damien Christie, uh, with uh, light horns and sort of big Elton John glasses. Uh, just, just, amazing. just, I mean, he looked like it was a one-man party. Speaking of one-man party, Guy Williams is here. Kia ora, good to be here, New Zealand. Sorry well, I'm late. Sorry I'm terrible at my job. I'm so okay. embarrassing. It's all, it's all right. I mean, really. Uh, anyway, this is Anna Dean. Hello, nice, nice to, to meet you. Meet you. <laughs> <laughs> this, is Guy, this is Guy Williams. Great Sorry, shorts. I come in like a hurricane. I got yeah. stubby shorts on. I'm yeah. just, I'm all over the shop. You got your Sydney 2000 t-shirt. <laughs> Haven't seen that t-shirt in a while. <laughs> you got to, It was a great Olympic Games. Got to remember the good times. <laughs> you look like you've just been coming from the basketball court. Yeah, that's where I have been coming from. I've been balling. I've been yeah. hustling. I've been shooting hoops. I've been dunking on people. Living the dream. I'm so sorry I'm it's, late though. Look, don't don't bang on about it. You're here. Yeah. Fine. It's, uh, what's, what, what's, it, what's it about? <laughs> anyway, before we interrupted you, Anna, what were you talking about? Well, should I do my I've Go been thinking? It. I have been thinking about Kay Tempest. They yeah. were on 8 o'clock at 7.30 
absolutely owned the stage, owned the whole festival, actually. Everybody who saw them was just gobsmacked, astonished. And that beautiful ability, I mean, it really took me by surprise, of someone from the outside coming to just remind us how incredibly lucky we are. Isn't it amazing when you see, you know, it reminds me of of new artists. You you discover, when I saw Engelbert Humperdinck, Mm -hmm. you know. Wait, wait. Is that guy still alive? Is that a, a reference? She's talking about the cutting edge of music. Engelbert Humperdinck. What? Well, I'm just trying to sort of appeal to common sense here. It's oh. when you see something great. Yeah. I, I, didn't okay. want to, I didn't want to go, and it, he floored me. But, yeah. But, ten, ten guitars, lights on. But this is just one person with a microphone and a, a backing tracks. Engelbert had one. Uh, anyway, yeah, thank you. All right. Well, I obviously Billy Bragg last night in Auckland, and that was pretty special. Although a bit crazy, um, starting coming on stage at nine thirty on a school night—that was a bit loose, I thought. But um, my I've been thinking is um, uh, the environment. It's going bad. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry to start so uh, depressing like Where, that. But where's like, the evidence? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I, well, I just don't know. Show if we, me the- I don't know if we're talking about it enough, you know? Like, all through school, I was told that, like, you know, like, if we don't look after the environment, bad things will happen, and now I think bad things are happening, and I think, like, we need to talk more about, like, how it is such a precious resource. I know I sound like... This is why we don't talk about it more, because you sound like such a drone and such a scold saying things. And, hey, I don't care. I don't have any kids. The world's going to be around enough for me, so I'm sweet as, but, um, yeah, I... I, uh, I just, I just, as we go through these atrocities, um, uh, this is, you know, one of the, you know, some of the darkest days I've faced as a New Zealander. Um, we have to, uh, yeah, remember that the environment should always be on the, in the front of our minds. That's it's funny people were talking about uh, in terms of proximity bias. You know, when you see a flood in California or the massive floods in Germany, you go, "Gosh, terrible!" Yeah. When they happen to your house, <sighs> yeah, and you need to take down the jib, the skirting. Uh, and you need to move the furniture up, and perhaps your house is silted up, it hits home. Yeah, my downstairs neighbours, I didn't even know, we're, we're on a hill, I didn't even know we could get flooded, and they got flooded, and I was like, yeah, brutal. Yeah. All right, Guy Williams, Anna Dean, lovely to have you both. Uh, Monday afternoon, wonderful stuff, loving having you here. I'm here with you to 5pm. Stay with us, the panel on RNC National.